in tying this back into design in general, right? What was the original, I guess, the look and feel you wanted people to have when they opened up the app or even like, you know, interacting with the app day in and day out? Hello and welcome to Hello Femtech, the podcast that features femtech changemakers across the globe creating changes and improving the lives of women. With your two hosts, I'm Kompik Liu from Design Angel and my co-host Ari Shashek from Sikolovia. Yeah, so I think one of the things, and um, I'm not a product designer or owner, but I think what we were trying to do was put the why front and center in a really accessible way. So one, so my co-founder is um, an epidemiologist and even more hard scientist person than I am. And I think what's really, what's, what's, what's interesting is it's often easier to define what you do not want versus what you do want. And what I did not want was for someone to open up our app and just see graphs and charts, <laughs> just like just waves of things all over the place, which is funny because our newest version that we're about to release actually has a, a chart on it, but it's, it's, it's a nice fun chart and, and, and it's one instead of like 30. Um, but we wanted to make sure that people like opened it and felt like what they were understanding was context, which is really, I think, a sophisticated and complicated thing to try and visually represent. So when people open the software, I wanted them to understand that this is not a menstrual cycle uh, tracker app, which is important. Your menstrual cycle is an outcome of variable inputs. And that's a useful legend for how your hormones are impacting all of these other activities. And so what we wanted to have was a hormonal underlay. So you could see kind of what your hormones are doing with all of your other activities of daily living on top of that. So you can see how the hormones impact your activities of daily living. So activities of daily living can include appetite, ambient movement, recorded or logged workouts, your sleep, your mood, your motivation. All of those things are impacted and trend based on, yes, uh, other external factors, but also are heavily influenced by where you are in your hormonal cycle. And so when you open that app up on the front page, I want all of that to be contextualized so you can look at it and easily go, you know, today is the day to practice some self-kindness. I don't feel like going for a run and that's okay. Or I don't feel like going for a run, but what I just really need to know is if I go for a run, it's going to hurt more than normal, which is a terrible but true fact. Um, but that it is physically possible for me to go as fast as I normally do if I'm willing to suffer more and, and, and make a decision. Sometimes the decision is, you know what, I have no appetite for suffering. <laughs> and I'm going to sit on my couch and, and drink some cocoa or some, some wine. And sometimes the decision is, I have, I have, I have things to do. I, I, I'm not going to let this symptom get in the way of what I, what I want to accomplish. And so I'm going to push through that. And we wanted to, that's a, that's a heavy thing for you to try and ask a design to communicate when you first open up a software. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm honestly now really curious because you did touch a little bit on branding, but more so on the UI and UX side of things for the design. So on your case, while you're building this app in your business, was um, what come first for you? Was it the UI UX or was it branding come first for you? That's a really good question. Um, 
I, maybe it's neither. I think the first thing that came was a clear why or a clear mission and vision um, and a clear kind of how on that mission and vision. So one of the things that we have tried really hard to do or to, to not do in the app is be prescriptive. And we also try really hard in our branding and in our, in our messaging that goes out to the public. We do our best to not be prescriptive. And so what I mean by that is if there's, there's nothing more infuriating than current, like the status quo with software is, is you get them and A, they're pink, which is just like not like, I like pink. I'm wearing pink right now. I don't want to hot pinks apps all over my phone, but also from like a LGBTQI2S inclusion kind of space, it's not super fun. And also lots of female persons don't love being bombarded with pink, but beyond that, which is like an obvious one was like no pink. Um, we wanted people to feel and to be empowered by the software. And, and so I'm going to stop and, and say that I use a Foucauldian definition of empowerment, which is not a common definition of empowerment used or bantered about, I would say, kind of in the general population. So by empowerment, what I mean, and from a branding perspective and from a, a UX, UX perspective, this is super important. It means that if um, empowerment is not something you can give, it is not something you can provide, it is not something that you can do for someone. That's not possible because if it's something you provide, it is something you can take away and it is something that renders the person receiving it passive, right? That's super, super problematic. And so what we wanted as an outcome of the existence of our company was female empowerment, which means we are facilitators and enablers who hold space for other people to act on us. And so when you think about that from a brand development perspective, it means that we never tell you what to do. We never tell you what to think. We never tell you how to act. We never tell you how you should interpret the information you're being provided. But we instead provide you with information, give you examples of how that might impact you, and invite you to consider those so that you can make an informed decision. And so all of our branding, all of our messaging, and all of the insights in our software and how our software is designed is designed for female empowerment. So that if my normative ceased to exist tomorrow, people would walk away with, with, with agency to use, to use a more scientifically informed lens on how their hormones impact their life. Wow. That is pretty deep, Danica. And I think in terms of like empowerment, I think you touched on a really good point there, right? You know, people can't really empower each other. No. We all empower ourselves, technically, yep. right? Because it is in our ability to do so. Thanks for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting app and get notified the moment a new episode comes out. Halo Femta is an initiative by Sikalovia and Design Angel. Thank you to Pashel Tashi for producing and editing this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor by rating and reviewing our show on the podcast. It will help us grow the show and make future episodes even better. If you want to connect with other changemakers that we feature in our podcast, go to our website, halofemtech.com, and join our community. You'll find helpful resources and industry events. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.